Hear the word of our Lord from the book of Hebrews, the 13th chapter, beginning in the 4th verse. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Hear the word of our Lord again from the book of Proverbs, the fifth chapter, beginning in the first verse. My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding that you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil, but in the end she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path to Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house. Lest you give your honor to others, and your years to the merciless. Lest strangers take their fill of your strength, and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life you groan, when your flesh and body are consumed, and you say, How I hated discipline, and my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers, or incline my ear to my instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. In the Sex and Marriage series here on the Very Lutheran Project, we spent a good few weeks speaking directly to men, talking about how to get a wife and talking about some of the hang-ups that men are having. Yes, men have it pretty rough. But now it's time to address women. Namely, because nobody likes doing that. The church likes telling women to engage in discipline and in purity because, well, you have so much dignity, you see. And you are so precious and so holy and so pure in God's sight that it's really, really sad when you let these mean men just walk all over you and manipulate you. Oh, those darn meanie-faced men. But I think we know that that's not exactly how this is going. Scripture has attested to the existence of a forbidden woman, of strange flesh. And it tells young men, stay away. Hard stop. Stay away. And just as the Bible tells us to flee sexual immorality, this means that the young man must flee the sexually immoral woman. Yet we live in an era in which forbidden women, so to speak, are rulers of the roost. They have a massive amount of power, and they know it. Consider this. Everybody wants to blame men for the pornography problem. Pornography is massive. It is a multi-billion dollar industry that is fueled mostly by young men watching it and a lot of old men watching it. We say this to the shame of all men. And everybody wants to say it's a problem with the Johns. Just like prostitution. If Johns weren't buying, there would be no hookers, right? 
Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Who is producing the pornography? Who is volunteering to act in pornography? The majority of pornographic actors are women. And it is doubly so that the majority of these pornographic producers are female because of the explosion in popularity and use of OnlyFans, with countless women selling pictures and videos of their bodies and their sexual activities like animal meat on display at a butcher's shop. Women from all over decided to do this, and the church like a gelding, cannot find itself to admit that these women all have agency and decided to do this. Now, why is pornography so big in the West? Easy. It manipulates natural urges in men and sometimes women to bring them to watching. It is biological manipulation at its finest. The old adage, sex sells, is true. And pornography as an industry has decided to sell it quite blatantly to people as a form of prostitution. But women decide to do this. It is lucrative. It can make you money. You get countless people adoring you if you are a successful porn star and society will back you up. All you have to do is convince people that whatever you went through in porn is not your fault. It's so manipulative. The producers and the agents are such bad, naughty people, and you were tricked into it. Now, am I denying that there are women out there who foolishly decide to do pornography and they're suckered into it? Foolish ladies that let themselves be manipulated into this behavior? Absolutely. Are they the majority? No. Not in the slightest. I would say the majority of women doing pornography belong to the category of what King Solomon calls the forbidden woman. A lot of these women decided that they would prefer to be whores for money, for attention, and for reputation. If you are a woman listening to this, don't let that be you. King Solomon writes in this passage, Her feet go down to death, her steps follow the path to Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life, her ways wander, and she does not know it. The loose woman, the forbidden woman, the seductress, they're everywhere these days, and they have a massive amount of power. It's like a fornication reich ruling over the West. Everything is controlled by lust in one way, shape, or form, and it was fueled, powered, moved by women, particularly forbidden women. Women are the gatekeepers of sex. There is no sex unless a woman says yes. We understand all men naturally, according to their biology, according to the way our flesh works, they're always going to be seeking sex, but women have the very, very powerful word of no, or yes, depending on the circumstances. 
And a forbidden woman says yes a lot more often than she says no because this gives her power over a man. Sex is a drug and she gains control over somebody if she can make him fall in love with her, if she can get him addicted to her body, etc. and so forth. With the sexual revolution, women, as the gatekeepers of sex, decided, let's just let it happen. Let's not wait for marriage. Let's not have a covenant-minded society that says marriage and family are sacred to us. No, I'm going to sleep with my boyfriend. I'm going to let it all hang out. And what were the consequences of that? Well, sex makes babies, and we all keep forgetting that. So in comes the lobby for birth control. In comes the lobby for kill our babies. In comes the lawsuits. In comes the rape cases. In comes so much to make sure that women, having decided to gain this power over so much of society in instituting the fornication reich, would never face consequences natural or otherwise, for this kind of behavior. Most young men that you would call a quote-unquote incel are really young men who are listening to Solomon speak about the forbidden woman and they are avoiding these women as wisdom dictates. So my question for every woman listening is, do you want to be somebody that the Bible says, avoid this person? They lead to death, and she's wandering around not knowing how much destruction she is causing. She's not going to take responsibility for it. In Proverbs 30, we read, The way of an adulteress is this. She eats and wipes with her mouth and says, I have done no wrong. But there is death everywhere, and you are leading yourself down the path to hell. That is the result of people who play around in the fornication reich and they do not care how many men are destroyed, how many women are led into eternal damnation and fire. They don't care. And in fact, they are willing to orient all of society around itself so that no earthly consequences come. Why is the Duluth model of relationship abuse a thing? So that women can accuse a man of abuse and never be accused of abuse herself. Why do we have no-fault divorce? So that any woman, if she wants, is given the TNT plunger to destroy her family, to destroy her husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, and gets cash and prizes for it as well as plenty of societal applause. Good on you, says the media, says the movie complex that gives us movies like Eat, Pray, Love. The courts, politicians, the media, everything facilitates the fornication reich. Everything. And pornography is now beginning to get this weird mainstream acceptance where porn stars like Angela White can go ahead and give talks at high schools and colleges, and that's considered no big deal. Mia Khalifa can get a big, fat standing ovation and round of applause for giving a lecture at a university. Such is how widely it is accepted now. The fornication reich does not stop. 
it expands. But no matter how much you fight against nature, dear listener, it will not be stopped. The natural consequences of this kind of sin will catch up to you. We cannot forget that beauty fades and you cannot run away from age. You cannot run away from your decisions and their consequences forever, even if all of society is oriented to making that happen for you. Eventually, you will find yourself alone or ashamed. Perhaps you slept with hundreds of men. Perhaps you were a pornographic actress, and somehow you find yourself married to a man who foolishly forgot King Solomon's words. Or you told him, it's all in your past, get over it. But you didn't repent. You did not say, I need to work on myself. So now you don't enjoy sex with your husband. You feel icky doing it because of the memories and the shame of what you did in your wild phase, quote unquote, the hoe phase, as they say on Twitter. You did all of that. You're not ashamed. You have not repented. And your husband is miserable because you do not want to sleep with him. If you have a husband that was willing to marry you. Maybe he doesn't know about your past, but you can't hide it from yourself. You manipulated men. You are like a drug dealer that never got caught. Fine. Except that now you don't want anything to do with him in bed. You don't like kissing him because you know where your lips have been. And you feel ashamed of yourself. You cannot enjoy it. Great. You have made this man who was willing to marry you miserable by your frigidity. And let's say he does know about it. Let's say you were honest. And chances are you weren't. But if you were and he was still willing to be with you, does he get your sexual best? Do you get his sexual best? I doubt it. So you've deprived him of what properly belongs to your husband in the covenant of marriage. And meanwhile, he, always feeling the sting of retroactive jealousy, will not be willing to give you his best as he is required to do by scripture. Look at the misery that this inflicts. If there are any female listeners still listening to this, please do not be the forbidden woman. Do not let it be that scripture would say, flee this woman like the plague. I know that it is tempting because, again, all of society is encouraging you to let it all hang loose, to get money and prizes and applause, everything for bearing it all and doing unspeakable acts on camera or with lots of strange men or to live with your boyfriend commitment-free, getting all sorts of fun from him, but never tying the knot. I understand that that temptation is very real. Do not do it. Do not do it. I understand that the church is going to tell their young men, who are you to judge this woman? The church is going to say, you are precious in the sight of God and all of your sins are forgiven. So how can anyone judge you for your past or your present for that matter? 
Plenty of people in the church are going to say this to you, but they do not love you enough to tell you that this path leads to death and destruction. This entire nation deserves to burn on account of the fornication reich alone. Of course, there are many manifold sins for which the West must be judged apart from that, but I would say this is the biggest. The constant manipulation and enslavement of young, foolish men by women who should be avoided has destroyed the family. It has destroyed countless lives. It has destroyed children to the tune of at least 65 million being murdered in the womb. Do not be that. It would be unloving to tell you that this is fine and nobody can judge you. And just think of the indignity of it all. The sorrow that you will carry even as you do it. You can do all sorts of mental gymnastics as you wander from bed to bed, or you wander from camera to camera, however you decide to do it, but you will always feel that shame. And as you get older and the attention wanes, and these young men don't want you the way that they used to, all you will be left with is maybe some memories of pleasure, but a whole lot of pain. Even if you made a lot of money doing it, you're not going to look back and say, boy, howdy, how happy was I. Somebody sent a clip of a streamer, this young woman dressed up like a cat, I guess. She's wearing a swimsuit. She has a bell and cat ears as a costume on. And she's talking about how she thought she had a future. She wanted to get a job, some STEM career, or she wanted a husband, but here she is asking people for money in lingerie, and she rings the bell with her cat paw gloves going, don't forget to subscribe, with tears running down her face. She sacrificed her dignity for money. She will not have any future in which she does not remember this, at least in this life. And even if she goes to church, she will always feel like she is on the defensive, always feeling like she has to argue with herself, saying, Oh, I needed this. Oh, you can't judge me. Oh, these men are clicking on these links and watching pornography anyway. Stop judging me. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And maybe nobody's even saying anything to her. Maybe people in that congregation have never even said anything to her other than hello or hey, want to come to Bible study? Oh, but she knows. She feels judged when the praise music happens because she has not repented of her sins. She has not confessed her sins. She's going to have to live with this shame for the rest of her life. Do you want that to be you? Please tell me no. But for some listening, I imagine there are women who have lived that lifestyle and you know what you have to live with. Maybe you're feeling defensive. Maybe you're feeling like, well, who's this guy? What does he know? Etc. and so forth. But you know you can't escape it. 
especially if you have a child. If you are a single mother on account of your fornication, your participation as an officer in the fornication Reich has won you a child that is done dirty, disserviced, raised poorly because they are raised outside of the stability of a father and mother together in wedlock in the home. This is no good for anyone, and you know it. So, somebody's going to ask, well, what do I do now? Do I just accept being lonely for the rest of my life? Do I just live with this in shame? Do I have to go be a nun? Do I have to be like one of those monastic communities where I whip myself and constantly scream and cry? The answer is no, there is a way forward, even for women who found themselves operating as officers in the fornication Reich. We will address that next week. But if you are a young woman that is unstained by this, please do not do this. You are doing yourself a great disservice, even if it feels good, even if it feels right in the moment, if it feels empowering, don't do it. It is not worth it. You are only harming yourself. As scripture says in 1 Corinthians, that sexual sin is a sin against one's own soul and flesh. You're also doing your future husband a disservice if you are so blessed enough to be married in the future because you cannot give him what he deserves, or at least you will not be willing to do so. And you're doing yourself a disservice further because if that man knows or if he is suspicious about your past, he will not give you his best. He will always be tempted to think of you as a whore, even if you are not that any longer. There are countless women that did porn and their videos are all over the internet. Can you imagine how bad it is whenever somebody decides to forward that information in those videos to their families. Oh, that has happened. People with OnlyFans accounts have had their accounts forwarded to their fathers, to their mothers, to their brothers, and they aren't able to talk to their families anymore. Their families want nothing to do with them. And if you ask these women if they could do it over again, would they have done OnlyFans? The answer is probably no. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want anything to do with it. They know what it did to them. And if they're being honest, they would tell you, stay away. Don't be this. Don't be the forbidden woman. There are professional porn stars that said if they could do it over again, they would have done something else. They would have found some nice boy in their Midwest town, married him, had three or four kids, and just lived normally. But instead, they go on these horrible misadventures wandering through it, and half the time, they can't even tell what they did wrong. Don't be that. And for all young men listening, it's sad to say it, and I know there's a lot of the church that will call me evil for saying it, but avoid women that are like that. Avoid them like the plague. I don't care if this makes you a quote-unquote incel. I don't care if this makes you a loser in the eyes of society. I don't care if they say you're being intolerant or mean-spirited or ugly. The fact of the matter is, young men destroy their lives when they follow the biological urges out there. Heroin is a strong drug. Heroin dealers are arrested all the time. 
We say if we could just cut off the supply of the dealers, maybe we wouldn't have so many heroin addicts dying in the street with needles in their arms. And so it is with the fornication reich. If we got the dealers, the gatekeepers, these women that are selling themselves off of the internet, maybe a lot of these young men, anyone listening, maybe you would have a much better shot at a successful marriage, at something lifelong, at a good covenant. But until then, you are an addict letting yourself be manipulated by the dealer. And Lord knows it's destroying you. You need to avoid them and flee them like the plague. Next week, we will talk about those women who have had that past, and we're going to talk about finding and selecting a good husband. But until then, the Lord bless us and keep us and inspire us unto all repentance. Amen and amen.